And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to the Loud and Proud Tipperary Preview Podcast. On, this, on today's podcast, I caught up with Shane Brophy from the Nina Guardian. He gives us the ins and outs of Tipperary Camp. The new manager, the new players, they're a very impressive background team. It's well worth listening to. And at the end, I give my team for the big, big game. Yes, I'm going there. It's a big, big game. It's a must-win game. 2 p.m. this Sunday, Gaelic Browns. I'm joined now by Shane Brophy from the Nina Guardian. Shane, you're you're the man in the know about this uh, loud and Tipperary fixture. Um, Tipperary picked up a draw last week in Clamell. Um, a welcome draw, according to your report. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose in the in the circumstances where they they played over over half the game with fourteen men, it was it was um, it was a positive result. It was down did put on a bit of pressure late on, but it would have been harsh if, if Tip had come away with nothing. Because I thought they were the more the more, the more progressive uh, of the two teams on the day. But the the, the 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 first black card picked up by Jack Kennedy in the first half, which sent to the thin bin for ten minutes, and then. Six minutes into the second half, he got another black card, which immediately um, turned into a red. So like, they, they, they played over half the game with, with 14 men, but like their, their effort and their attitude was, was top class all through. And just that, that last five or ten minutes, that extra man came against them. But um, I'd give it all in all, like, the management were very, very happy in terms of the application of the players on the day. And this is the thing with the, with the, the way you're setting up. Um, your application, hard work, it's built on the more defensive structure than we've known from Tipperary in the past. Yeah, for, for, just from watching the, the way they were playing last weekend, they, 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 there's definitely um, an element of going back to the John Evans era where um, like David Power would have would have worked with John Evans when the Tip Miners won. David Power was the manager in 2011 when yeah. Tip won the All-Ireland Miners Championship with Evans was the coach. So it definitely uh, it went back to the, that, that sort of feel where they were getting plenty of men behind the ball. But um, the, but then the, they were putting the pressure on when, when Down sort of came around the 45-yard line. They really started to put the pressure on the ball carrier, forcing turnovers and then hitting on, quickly on the counter-attack. Um, Bill Maher and Kevin Fay who were named at 10 and 12, yeah. Are more 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 um known Defenders. as wingbacks. So, yeah, yeah. So so like they they they're able to have good engines to get forward and um I say they they, they held three players up the attack. While they were only held to 
they only scored three points from play, but there was a period there just before half time when they got back to 15 men after the first in inning where they played some excellent football and were really going very, very well. So, like, it, there was probably an element the first 20 minutes to, of feeling each other out, but when Tip just maybe got a bit more confident of what they were trying to do, they played some good stuff. And just they were just unfortunate in the second half, which down to 14 men, they, were, they weren't able to kick on, even though they, they, they had opened up a two-point lead, as I said, that the, the extra man and maybe just a lack of options off the bench probably come against them. It's a real National League feel to it as well in Clonmel. I was down there at Ward, Loud played... They played Tipperary the first ever qualifier game, two thousand one. Mm-hmm. I still remember it, and and looking at the photos, it's real. It's not simple stadium. It's a proper league venue, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I know it was actually an ideal venue for the opener. There's a good crowd down there. I suppose like that'd be the hotbed of football in South Tipperary. So like the the, the, the supporters got in behind them. There was a good down support down there as well. So um, like it, 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 I said, there was there was plenty for the tip management to uh, be happy with. I suppose I suppose one point getting off the mark with with a point is a big start. It's a great start. It's like you're just looking at the the division as a whole. I don't think. I think everybody probably expects Cork to get out of the division, but I think the other seven teams all have, there's very, very little between them in terms of maybe who could be fighting for promotion and who could be potentially being relegated. And that's why I think this Sunday's game is absolutely massive. I think for both teams, was, I think if Tipperary, if Tipperary can pick up the two points, they're a long way towards um, achieving their goal, initial goal for the year, which is um, staying in Division 3. I think the fear is they don't want to go do what has happened to Loud and maybe Leash and Westmead over the last few years where you you drop from divisions two to uh, from two to four very quickly so they just want to stabilise things particularly the, the, with the turnover of players from last year's yeah. squad Michael Quinnivan Liam McGrath Liam Casey Guy, Liam Josh Keane guys that have decided at this time in their careers to, to maybe go travelling and it's, it's, it's a big chunk of players to lose in one campaign like so um, I said, that's why I think they definitely um, management have just they have they've, uh, they've lowered their targets. I think a lot of people have thought last year that Tip and Cork would be the favourites to go back up, but like, with the players they've lost, they've definitely lowered their expectations. And I okay. think if, um, if 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 they can maintain Division Three status, that's their, their that would be their target for the league anyway. Right, I didn't I didn't know there was that sort of feeling in when I talked with the new manager David Power and his history. That there would be more general optimism around with with Tim. Oh, I, I I definitely think after the results last weekend, or I think it was more. A, it wasn't a pessimism, but a more realism, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like for all Tipperary had done, maybe up for up for the last ten years, like there had been a drop off last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose in relegation and a poor championship, and then you say losing. A good what five or six five, players yeah. from last year's team, but but and on the flip side, as I say, David Power knows all these guys. They've trained very very well over the last three months. Paddy Christie from Ballymun Kickhams was a a great pickup in terms of coaching. There's a great coaching ticket there. Uh, Michael McGeehan would have been there when Peter Creed and um, my uh, Charlie McGeever who oh, yeah, have yeah. trained Fanmel Commercial. So like, there's a very 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 strong coaching ticket there. Like they've. They've really got they've got a couple of players back in that maybe weren't 
fell out of favour, I suppose, with Liam Kearns over the last couple of years. Like good players that just just didn't fit his, his system, so they've been back in the likes of Colin McShockerty, especially. He was tremendous now last weekend at cornerback. He was uh, a nominee for Young Footballer of the Year in 2016 when Tipperi got to the All Ireland semi final. Mm. But unfortunately, between injury and lack of form, and just it just fell away the last couple of years but it was great to see him in particular coming back to his best uh, showing his best uh, coming back to his best form uh, last last Sunday another lad there Colwyn Kennedy I see he's back in the, in the scene as well he was talented he is yeah I suppose it, this would be his first year in with the yeah. seniors like he after 2012 with the minors he um he sort of went to America for a while and uh, focusing on soccer and um, Greg Henry as well he's another one that off that minor team that went down the soccer route but he's back uh, this year as well but I suppose they'll have they'll have to be given a little bit of time to, to blood in and get up to this level of senior inter-county football um, but I suppose both players in particularly will be a big help in the forward line when they do bet in but I suppose that's the area of the field that Tipperary are probably a little short at, it in, at the moment in terms of, of scoring forwards like they still have Connor Sweeney who's still playing superbly well but they could do with maybe finding another scorer I suppose to, to take the pressure off him to a certain extent yeah because like just looking at the scoring there like Sweeney's still the main man he's your captain even now this year as well he is yeah I suppose like the the last couple of years when you had Sweeney and Quinn living inside it was hard for opposition teams to maybe pick um yeah, to maybe target both, and I suppose a lot of the time Quinn Living got the double team action, which which freed up Sweeney. But now Sweeney's probably going to get most of the attention. So that it might open up opportunities maybe for uh, Liam Boland or um, like some other. You, you, you need to find they need to find another another forward or two. And there's a couple of guys they're <coughs> excited about Ryan Quigley and Sean O'Connor, but they're <coughs> I think the management of sort of. Um, allowed them to focus on the upcoming under twenty championship okay. uh, at the moment. Like so like they're probably playing the, the long game in terms of those guys there at the moment. Yeah, because as as a loud fan it's great like that it's great that we don't have that twin problem attack. We can probably yeah. put our best man on uh Sweeney and then like like with the fact that uh, Quinlan isn't there, it's it's massive. Absolutely massive for us now trying to trying to take two points off his anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know no, not from that face from that point of view. Like it's 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 I suppose it's it I suppose it probably has maybe forced the management's hand in terms of the game plan that we had to imply this year that they probably knew maybe the scoring rate would probably wouldn't be as good without Michael Quinn living. So yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah, if you, if that was the case you have to keep things as tight as possible at the back. And I suppose to a certain extent they did that last weekend while Down did have the chances. They were Towards the end, there were very long range pot shots at goal, while Tipperary were were very efficient. I think they had ten points from sixteen shots at the target, and only three wides. And I think two shots came off the post, so like they were very very efficient in that end up from that point of view. Yeah, and they they, they travel quite well too. Like coming to Drogheda, Clonmel is probably similar to Drogheda, probably a little bit better than Drogheda in terms of pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I suppose from that point of view, in terms of from going from Clonmel to Drogheda, they'd be well aware. I think they'd be pretty familiar with Drogheda. A good chunk of the players that would have played yeah. games there, opening in 20, 2015 anyway, maybe I think there was a couple of years back. And I suppose a lot of players would be familiar from the, the 2017 campaign and then into 2018 as well, uh, between Turles and Crow Park as well. So I'm sure both, both teams would be pretty familiar with each other. I know there'll be a, a fair turnover of players from both squads, but... Um, It'd be the likes of, say, Connor Sweeney, Lean Boland, and Brian Fox, yes. Alan Campbell, Evan Comerford, they'll, 
they're all there. Stephen O'Brien, Robbie Kiley as well. Robbie Kiley, yeah, Robbie Kiley's back this year. He he's there in the championship, but he missed all last year's league. But he never got up to full speed after going travelling. But he's had a good winter's training behind him as well. Bill Maher as well. He missed a lot of last year with injuries. So like from that from that point of view, Tipperary in terms of fitness and player availability. Excluding the, the the five or six guys that have decided to, to go travelling this year, there in terms of fitness that that probably further down the road in terms of fitness this year than they were last year. I was just I was just looking at the teams from um, the twenty fifth. Like you give us two hammers down the years, the one in twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. and then in Division Two a couple of years ago, and it was actually more the started for loud um, in twenty fifteen last week than there was in that 2017 uh, 2018 mm-hmm. uh, game and you more or less the same but we've a massive turnover players what's what's the reason for for Tipperary's turnover is it division three football or is it just lads at that time in their lives at that age from that minor team yeah i suppose it's probably that time in their lives too like i suppose there was always the feeling that last year that mighty quinn Levin was, was going to go traveling i suppose he had been intimated for a couple of years that he was going to do it and i suppose when there was the change over in management i suppose it was in that maybe the the, the time that um compare could decide okay maybe it's the, the time to try and do it and um i suppose it's disappointing in some ways but it's, it's we've seen it in a lot of counties this year that the players decide that they have to make a call at some time to go away. And yeah, I suppose the fear is that if they go, will they come back? I suppose you look at, um, we, we'd always look at Peter Atchison, our captain from 2016, yeah, when yeah. Tip got the All-Ireland semi-final. He, he went travelling the year after that and he hasn't come back yet. He's still in Dubai for the last <laughs> four years. So like a, a guy like him, like a spiritual leader, a fabulous midfielder, like it, the county like Tipperary, as you know yourself, like you, you just can't. We just can't afford to lose guys like that. Because, like the, the, a lot of our best underage footballers in the in the country are are very good hurlers as well. And so, no surprise, like the, the the good ones will always veer towards hurling. So you you the, the good footballers that you manage to hold on to, you you want to keep them a hold of as as long as possible. And like Colin O'Riordan going down to Aussie Rules is also another very big blow as well. So like you, we'd always. We'd always think back in the Tipperary of what what would the team have been like yeah, after yeah. 2016 if you'd held on to Atchison, if Colin O'Riordan had stayed around, if Kieran McDonald had not been forced to retire with a chronic hip injury as well. He was an outstanding cornerback. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So um, just, just, uh, you'd, you'd wonder, could Tipperary maybe have kicked on a bit? But look, we are where we are. It's just an interesting thing to ponder, but um, I suppose... Uh, we have to focus on the here and now. And the here and now, Drogheda. You probably, you like, Tipperary would have hold no fears going to Drogheda. Like, I know they're probably under a slight bit of pressure, only one point. But Lerda, yeah. well, regardless of Loud situation, you'd have no bother going to Drogheda and looking for a victory. No, but that's what's from Tip's point of view. Like, they, that's like with, they, they had only three home games out of the seven in the league and one out of the way, so they have to pick up points somewhere because one of the other two remaining home games was against Cork and like okay. and like that's going to be difficult so they've got to probably find try and find two wins away from home like and Loud is probably one of the games they're going to target the following the Sunday week they have to go to Derry and like okay they, they, they dropped they were only able to draw it home to Leitrim last weekend so but still it's, it's a long trip up that weekend it's, it's going to be pretty difficult they have they have to go to Leitrim and go to Longford. You saw yourselves last weekend in Longford at that home. Or yeah. they're, they're, they're very, very hard to beat. So I think that probably in terms of 
the two home games, two away games, they're probably targeting for wins. I'd say Loud and Leitrim is probably what they were looking at. Look <laughs> if they if they could get no disrespect to Loud. No, I know, I, I know. Like it's 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 uh, Derry and Derry and probably Longford on paper would be the probably the two more difficult away games that, that they have. So, um, but the, the, it's I'd say that the last. I'd, I'd say the 2018 meeting I'd probably scratch I think Louder probably had a, a low ebb that year like I suppose you go back the 2017 league meetings are probably yeah. a fair reflection maybe of where the, the two teams are like Loud beat us, they beat us in Turles and they've got the revenge in the league finals so um, like I think it'll be very very little I think it'll be a tight low scoring game like and like I wouldn't be, I hope, I'd be hoping Tipwick would sneak a win, but I, I think the trip to draw that will hold no fear sort of anyway. I think, I think with, with, the way, with the way it's laid out, it looks like it's going to be like two sets of players going like on a defensive line, and, mm-hmm. and and it looks like the game is going to come down to the forwards. I know we have a couple of nice forwards, and then but it, it's about limiting probably Connor Sweeney. Would that be fair? Yeah, I suppose from the point of view, it would be all right. I said they only scored three points from play the last day. Um, I said they'd be hoping maybe to that maybe Poland or someone a, a bit of yeah, yeah. That, that maybe last weekend or probably weren't sure. I could think you can play all the challenge matches you want in the McGrath Cup, but league is a different kettle of fish. You don't know how a game plan is going to um, is, is going to work itself out. And I suppose that they'd be hoping maybe to get more of the, the play maybe just before half time where they got runners coming off the shoulder and okay, um, yeah. creating pockets like that and they, they did score two points from marks last weekend as well and also had one shot from mark that came off the post so like they they were implying that also because like Sweeney he's a, he's a big guy he's very very good in getting out of it in front of his man as well um, did he ever go play um, as he rules Sweeney or no he didn't know. He, he'd be up Ireland even though he did. He was on an international rules trip to Australia. I think. I think he was on the last trip a couple of years ago. So uh, no, he's he's played to a very very high level like yeah. at the moment. So um, like I say, I, I don't I don't see there being very very much between either team. I suppose Tip have been prone to getting off the slow starts in a lot of their games this year, even in the the McGrath Cup and against Down they were four one down after after fifteen minutes. Like so. Um, I know that's one aspect I'd be hoping to, to try and eradicate was like if they, if you go even four, three or four points down at this time of the year away from home it can be hard, hard to chase down and what's what's David Power like is he has I know he's a very he I suppose he'd be a very very popular character um I see he managed to chip under 20s. I suppose he, he did go to Wexford for a couple of years. I suppose it was a difficult time to go to Wexford. That, that, I suppose that great team of the late 90s and early 90s probably were starting to, to die away. Some of the, the, the Lamati Fours and Kieran Lings and the guys in the middle of the field, um, Andreas Burns, they were starting to come to an end. Ben Brosnan, Red Barry, like, and I suppose. He went, probably went in there at a time where there was a lot of transition and he wasn't able to turn things around. But as I mentioned earlier, like he's put together a very, very strong management team. Paddy Christie from Dublin, the ex-Dublin defender, um, Michael McGeehan, Charlie McGeever, Tommy Toomey, who's Mr. Football in Tipperary in terms right, of right. player analysis of opposition teams. So he'll have a lot of homework done and, and loud as well. So um, no, he's, he's, he's had a very, very 
he hasn't mentioned at all the players. He hasn't played the poor out in terms of the player he's lost. He's focused on the players he has and bringing in some new blood. And as I say, in terms of their reaction to the red card last weekend, their application they gave and the 70 minutes in, well, the conditions were decent, I suppose, pitches at this time of year are soft yeah, and they yeah. could be very sapping on the legs. Like they, they played it out to the very, very end and he's very, very happy with that. Because you can kind of see that there's a massive difference, like when when you're watching uh, Dublin and Kerry and Crow Park, like it's nearly a different sport when you go down and watch the Division Two, or Division Three, and Four games. Like, in terms oh, absolutely, of, the, the, the speed of it, there, there's a chalk and cheese, the speed, and you see the 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 the. the, the you look at the Dublin, the physical, the the physique, sorry, of the Dublin and Kerry players. It's almost like watching. Aussie rules players, you know, they're, they're all slim and they're athletic and they're toned. Like there's, you think of ten years ago, it was all about muscle and power. Now it's it's all about it's core power and speed and being able to transition up and down the field. And I suppose that's the aspect of where maybe a lot of Division Three and Four counties you have to try and catch up, and that's difficult. Like because you don't have access maybe to some of the best strength and conditioning guys that and. Um, that's, that's yeah. a lot of these top counties do. Yeah, exactly. But um, so hopefully, um, Loud get the sneak of a win, and you'd be hoping that uh, Tip get the sneak of a win as well. Um, that's it. And I suppose uh, from Tip' point of view, another draw probably wouldn't be the end of the world either. But you'd they'd be hoping maybe to <clears throat> to get a win, as I say, over the last twelve months or so, wins have been hard to come by. I think Donegal in the in the league last year was the last competitive win in in a major competition right, so right. that's, that's, I, well, that's, that's a long it's a long way it's like so it's massive for Loud like in, in fair, like in, in fair, I think this is Loud's biggest game um, they've had they've got that week out of system in Longford they were, they were a very okay. inexperienced very young team um, seven debutants um, that came in that ended but we were kind of you could tell they were a little bit not very cohesive compared to Longford yeah. Longford who played a good Obon Cup campaign and you could tell they were a little bit more ahead of us. Um, yeah. We've got that out of the way. Um, you'd like to think that um, we'd be a little bit more fluid. We should get a better start. We should know draw how to, like, there's a massive thing in Loud where it's like, um, oh, like everyone is getting the pitch. It's, it's getting into everyone's head, the players, management, um, like supporters, I just dread Loud. And there, I know there was a new stadium. And the sod, mm-hmm. the sod was torn on Monday. I don't know what even. Would you have heard about that down temporary? Yeah, we had heard that there was plans. All right, that, okay. that they were going to do it. It's great to hear that it's 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 not just a pipe dream now that the the, the diggers are in the ground and it's yeah, there. Yeah. So I guess it was like I suppose it's probably the one. It's probably the last main intercounty that doesn't have a ground up to. I suppose a primary J ground yeah, up to yeah. standard that. Is, is comfortable for spectators. I'm sure. Look, that that will get more sports spectators bums on seats if it's a if it's a if it's a. I suppose it's up with the last old school grounds with a bank on one side of the field as well. So I suppose <laughs> for a county out loud with like I suppose with a couple of big population areas like just with a decent ground, should be able to draw some more more supporters in. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, and, and hopefully, like it's a, it's the best chance we have of putting this monk getting this monkey off our back. We haven't won there in a couple of years in the competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I just can't even remember the record but it's it's fairly dismal um, <laughs> Shane thanks very much for your help uh, I won't be seeing you Sunday I'm not going I hear you're, you're otherwise busy yeah I know we have a busy weekend here in, in, in Nina we have our annual sports awards the Garden Sports Awards on Friday night and then I'm down to 
Parky Keeve on Saturday night for the tip orders against Cork. So I'll, uh, I need a bit of a break on Sunday to recharge the batteries, but uh, we'll, we'll have somebody up there covering the game. And we'll be listening live on the radio as well. So we'll, uh, Very good. while we're resting up Sunday, we'll be hoping to get a positive result through the wireless. <laughs> Shane, thanks very much. And you can follow Shane at, at Broke Shane on Twitter and get all the updates there from him. Thanks very much, Shane. No problem, Dan. Anytime. Very impressive talking there with uh, Shane. He gives us the ins and outs. Um, very, it's interesting. Like It actually gives the honesty and insight that actually Tip aren't overly confident of themselves. And you kind of felt that from the outside, especially with losing Quinlevin. He's like a serious forward, and it gives it gives Laird a massive advantage because you are not splitting, uh, trying to split Emma Carlin in two. Okay, I'm splitting Emma Carlin in two. What do you mean? Well, I'm going to give my team and uh, just the way, uh, just the way, a few tweaks from last weekend's game against Longford, and uh, also another thing. Paddy Christie was coach at DCU, and they won the Singleton Cup this this week um, on Wednesday night to beat Carlo IT or IT Carlo, <coughs> and. The one and only Dan Corker was calling back in that team. So he'll know he'll know Dan fairly well. And he'll know how, how hard Dan celebrated as well. So I'll be picking the team and great actually well done to Dan. Absolutely fantastic performance and brilliant achievement to win and be starting one of the best teams in Ireland at that grade. Just shows the calibre of a chap he is and hopefully he produced an airful out. So I'm gonna give my team and uh it's um how would you say it's just a few tweaks from the weekend's game against Longford? So you're lo- and then you're bringing in the factor of injuries and fresh legs and the uh, the pitch because the way draw has gone, like I mentioned with Shane, it is about managing the pitch more than anything, especially Drogheda. So that's why I've, I've gone for uh, Craig Lynch in goals. Um, he would know it a lot better than Fergus Sheiky, who's back from suspension, um, and. In Drogheda, we, we like to play a short game. We like to play a short passing game, working it out from the back and building attacks. But just doesn't work in Drogheda. Doesn't work, just takes the legs area. It's a long pitch to go. And with the surfaces underneath, it, 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 you're going you're gonna to make more mistakes by the time you get up to the danger area. So you, by eradicating that, you just have to go long. So I've kind of tailored my team towards that. Uh, so I've gone with Craig Lynch and goals. And then I'll go. I'll go through the matchups because it's fair. It looks fairly. Uh, it looks we actually match up quite well with um, Tipperary in the last the last six forwards that they started. You're looking at uh, Dan Corker going and bowling their inside forward. Emma Carlin goes back from centre half to full back to mark Connor Sweeney, top top player. But Carlin would have marked Quinlevin, um, assigned to mark Quinlevin the last in 2018, and um, so there'll be no better going on him. And then Moody, Andrew Moody played very well this week. Uh, our last weekend against Longford, he'd start on Brian Fox, who's more of a rover, likes to go around the field, so that'll suit Mooney down the ground going after him. Then you just shifted Dermot Campbell onto, the, onto number six, onto Jack Kennedy, kind of the matchup kind of height wise, profile wise, fairly well, and you just nearly want Dermot just holding the centre, uh, on my team anyway. And then you're going with the two wing backs again, Liam Jackson and Callow. Liam Jackson kind of was forced inside the centre half because Aaron McCarlow went right half and Michael Quinn. So he might have a bit more weight in a play with those two boys on the wing. Um, wing back. And they match up quite well with the two the two defenders, like Shane mentioned, um, Fahi and Bill Maher. So that, that works out quite well and we could maybe dictate to them a little bit. In the middle, 
we don't need two men in the middle and we don't need two men up front either or two big men up front either so I, I'm going to put, put, put a bit of legs in the middle of the field and put Tommy Dornan alongside Clutterbuck John Clutterbuck who'll um, who get us up the field and get us up to that give us a little bit more quicker transition take it off the half back line and dr drive a, bit, a little bit forward and then I'm putting Bevan and Peach on the wings mainly to uh, compete for kickouts give us those length and those kickouts they can complete, compete and win their own ball and they can sit in the middle toward as well and um, with the, with Tipperary <coughs> with Tipperary going defensive they'll have options to break the line and, and hold the ball up in the half forward line Peach will be there for his long range free taking as well Kieran Downey resumes his spot on the 40 and then Bornsey inside with uh, either Sam or Decky, just didn't work the last day. Um, the two, the two boys, Decky or Decky ended up staying inside, and Sam ended up coming outside. And either we got the best out in either of them, so it's either one or the other. Um, and I don't know who's going to make. I don't know who's going to be that decider. More, you probably go. Well, Decky got a point the last day. Sam didn't score. He's a DKT during the week. I don't know. It might be a nice option to have off the bench. You'd like to start for future. Um, Decky might be more effective in the mark. He played that well the last day. That's a toss-up, to be honest. And then in the other corner, more legs around the middle of the field. Owen Duffy, straight-out corner man, comes right out in, the, in as a third midfielder. Uses rugby back when he should break the lines and add angles to our play. And then off the bench, you probably have Jerry Garland, Oshie Murray again, Cahill Bellew. Now Sharky might be injured. Um... Colin Gray as well made an appearance. Paul Matthews as well. He can come on inside as well. So, or else you have Decky or Sam to come on. So that's my starting team for Tipperary. Um, I'm quietly confident. I think there's a performance in us. There's a frustration building. I think Wayne is good when he works with a team after a result and going through it. Uh, as it showed last year on our run, we lost the first game in Longford and then we turned it on. There was glimpses last week, I keep, as I said in the, in the pod, where we, we where, when we get firing and when we build a nice patient move we get cracking but anyway i'll be there on the day i'll have a loud and proud video and update and i'll also have talking points podcast on the sunday night so thanks very much for following you get me on loud and proud on soundcloud facebook twitter and instagram thanks very much <laughs>